Hello, hello, and welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Seth Martosh, and I'm here with my co-host... Alex Troxel. And today we are visiting the country of Georgia. Not the state, as our no. guest very adamantly remembered. Uh, remembered. Uh, reminded <laughs> us. Reminded us, yeah. <laughs> reminded us. Uh, one of the misconceptions she said is that people are like, where's Georgia, the state? Yeah. And then she's like, no, not the state. Um, for those of you new to the show, Tracks from Abroad is a show where we go around and speak to students at the University of Toronto from foreign backgrounds. We learn about their cultures, learn about music, and uh, generally just have a good time. Yeah, and that's usually what helps us deliver a new episode every week. But last week, you may have heard a repeat episode on Bulgaria. And if you haven't heard from other sources, that was actually because 
a majority of the University of Toronto campus was actually hit by a blackout. Mm -hmm. So we did not have the power to broadcast uh, a new episode. And I have it on decent authority that it was actually broadcasting in just one channel. Ah. So we, di we didn't even have the power for two channels. So apologies for that. It'll never happen again. It was interesting coming last week in the, the station and, and Hart House being just kind of empty and, and a yes. little desolate. It was like uh, it was, on family day. It was in castle mode, as yeah. I called it. All the all the lights were dim. Yeah, I was here with my with my family, and uh, I was trying to give them a little tour around, <laughs> and uh, they were like, "It's so cool." And I was like, "You guys didn't it's, really see anything. <laughs> like, it's all not you saw like, was hallways." And it's not normally like that either. It's no, not that cool. It's usually it's lit very well. Um, but without further ado. As Seth mentioned, we're going to get into the Georgia episode. What can mm -hmm. we expect from that today, Seth? Uh, well, we'll hear from, like I said, Lely. Uh, she's from the Jordan Students Association. I believe the founder. She created yes. it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you'll hear her talk about, you know, her search for other Georgian students, uh, her love of Georgian history, and uh, our shared love of Georgian polyphonic singing, which makes multiple... Uh, appearances throughout the episode. Yeah, so we'll have a listen to those tracks later. Yeah. But coming up now will be our interview with Lely. So I lived in Georgia for 14 years. I graduated nine years of school there. And basically, yeah, I'm typical Georgian who went to Canada. And it was quite kind of difficult interacting and integrating into a new culture, especially a multicultural country, because Georgian is more typically like Georgian populated and place I grew up was mostly people from Swanity, which is one of the Georgian regions. And in Swanity, we've got that thing of family ties. And so most of the people were like relatives to me. Right. And I had strong family ties with them and moving to a new country with like absolutely strange people and new cultures. It was quite difficult. But yeah, I remember my time in Georgian, growing Georgian really well. <laughs> like. I've got really, really sweet memories going back to there. What's the sort of experience of living with people who you know are related to you? Is it that you can, like, you can just ask things from them, or is it just that, like, you expect them to be nice, or...? Nothing special. Like, you've got no expectation. It's just, like, you interact with them normally, but you don't have that, like, you know, social interaction restrictions there okay. in Canada, you know, emphasis on personal space okay. and keeping yourself like a bit on a distance with someone. Yeah. It's not like that. It's more like uh, physically affectionate people. We are standing closer to each other when conversing and yeah, we've got no like sensitive topics. Like we talk about everything and mm. <laughs> there's right. nothing strange about each other. It's just like family. Do you prefer that to have less taboo about certain topics to speak about? Or do you appreciate a little bit the Canadian mentality of maybe there's certain things we can't talk about? There could be some taboo on some topics, but I feel like it creates more like open relationships with people, get more closer with them. And I don't think there should be something that you should refrain from talking. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You should hear it. Yeah, people you feel close to. Yeah, and mm -hmm. also you get more real and you just don't being fake or mm -hmm. like being who you are not. And can you tell us a little bit about coming here and why you decided to study here? My father moved here like seven years ago, so we basically came after three years from that day. I started high school here, like grade 10, and yeah, basically I, the main goal of me being here is to get like education and mm -hmm. graduate here um, and advance in my career. But yeah, from the first day going to school, I was like looking for Georgians, like 
get it. There got to be someone who is from Georgia here, but unfortunately, I was the only one. Yeah. And, you know, the Georgians have, like, way of doing things, and you can tell by their appearance who is Georgian and not. And I was like, if someone looked familiar to Georgian, I was, like, just walking around, <laughs> not approaching them directly. I was like, oh, this got to be Georgian. <laughs> And I would just uh, start talking in Georgian. So if they are Georgian, they'll like make contact or something like yeah. that. But, but no luck. <laughs> yeah, no luck. What about coming to the university? Uh, so uh, I knew there was one Georgian uh, here from like social media stuff. And, you know, U of T is huge and you cannot go through every lecture hall and be like, hey, are you Georgian? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So I wanted to create some kind of a network that would allow me to connect with them. And yeah, I found few Georgians before founding the club. I was like posting on Instagram groups, on stories. Does anyone know someone from Georgia? I got some replies and yeah, connected to them. And there are currently like 10 Georgians at EFT. And that's how you started the Georgian Student Association, was to meet other Georgians, basically? Yeah, that was one of the goals, to meet other Georgians. But another goal was to uh, spread awareness about the country, because a lot of people don't know about the country. And when I say I'm from Georgia, they're like, uh, the States? Or is it like the Soviet Union (laughs) or whatever? So... International students are more, like, not aware of the country. They're like, what's that? Mm. And it's kind of frustrating when you, like, judge yourself. And Georgians got that pride of being Georgian, you know, a rich culture, a rich history. And, like, when you introduce yourself, you're like, oh, that's me. That's I'm, that's where I come from. They're like, what's that? <laughs> that's really right. frustrating. That creates of like that sense of your identity holds like no significance or something like that. And in terms of like Americans and Canadians, they can tell by my accent that I'm not from the states. Right. But they're still like they don't know what that is. So I gotta make them learn about the country. And starting the club, what types of things have you been able to promote or show people on campus about Georgia? So we had one workshop about just general workshop to introduce to them what the Georgia is, what the club is about. We had some fun activities like King Ali making that with the clay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for those who don't know about King Ali's like traditional Georgian food, then we had the move screening, uh, one of the Georgian movies that's called Son of the Sleepless. Uh, it's quite a dramatic movie, but it's quite interesting. And we also had some Georgian dancing workshops. So we are planning to do the polyphonic singing workshops and we are planning to do culinary nights to do the Hingali and other traditional Georgian food and then eat to them. <laughs> because, you know, students here like food, especially if it's free. <laughs> well, um, I think that would be a good time to take a music break. Can you recommend us a Georgian song that we can play? Sure. So there's one song that NASA sent to space on Voyager 2 in 1977 that's called Chakrulo. It's from Kakheti region. Basically, the song is about getting ready for a battle. Well, we're going to have a listen to Chakrulo on Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM, and we'll be back with more talk with Lely.
Hello and welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. I'm Alex. I'm with my co-host Seth as usual. Today we're talking to Lely from Georgia. So you mentioned earlier about being part of a Georgian choir here in mm-hmm. Toronto. Is there a big Georgian community here? Yes, and there is a big diaspora here that connects through multiple events. So there is Georgian Cultural Center, which has got Georgian dancing ensemble called Iverioni and a singing ensemble Iverioni. There's also Georgian Orthodox Church, which is the main place of uh, connecting Georgians to each other because most of the Georgians are Orthodox. So the multiple events that are being planned and done are in September, we had presentation of multiple regions from Georgia. There we set up the tables that represented each of the region of Georgia with its food, singing, and also dancing. And actually there is a cultural exhibition on the 17th here. Um, CIE is doing that um, event and we are going to have one of the tables representing Georgia. And yeah, so the Georgian Dancing Ensemble conducts multiple concerts um, throughout the Canada. One was in Vancouver in December. There was one in um, Montreal in May and we're going Montreal again this year and there's going to be one concert in Toronto so we're trying to you know engage as much as we can Mm -hmm. in Canadian culture. I want to ask a little bit more about the food like can you tell us a little bit more about some of the other dishes that you might have in Georgia? You know Georgian has like nine regions and two autonomous republics and like each of the region has its own traditional food and they differ from each other. I'm from Swanity, and Swanity has got one of the dishes called kubdari. It's with um, beef meat and the da. Hing Ali is more from um, Tiuleti regions. It's the most famous. Then there is Hachapuri, that's called uh, Georgian pizza. It's with the cheese and, yeah, the bread cheese. There are also some, most of the foods are like with beef meat and um, the bread. There are also pchali, which is made of a vegetable. And there are like a bunch of various different kind of foods. And so you're saying that there's still like different types of cuisines from different places of Georgia, right? Yes. Does that apply to other aspects of Georgian society? Like, is there different music too in different yes. spots? And uh, different singing styles, different dancing styles. So in Georgia, there are like 16 original different styles of singing and like Georgian polyphonic singing. Same goes with the dancing and the traditional clothing. So the high mountain regions are more, you know, strict, more complex, whereas um, a low uh, lands are more, you know, soft. <laughs> I saw that you were interested in Georgian polyphonic singing. Do you want to just tell people a little bit what it is and, you know, why you're interested? Sure. So the Georgian polyphonic singing is like one of the old traditions, like very old, extremely ancient form of art, I'd say that. Even the Herodotus writes about Georgians singing while going into the battle. And that's like a typical Georgian thing. We used to like sing every day, like without a reason, even like me. Mm. I'll just walk in on the street and just start singing without a reason. Mm. And Georgians, we've got that one thing going off on a full trip. That's one of the like fun things to go because we just don't get on a bus and go to a destination and come back. Just like getting on a bus, taking an instrument with it, whether it's guitar or whether it's like Georgian traditional instruments. And yeah, we'll be singing and dancing like the whole trip. Even when walking from one building to another, you just need a friend or two. And yeah, you'll make it like good choir on the street, good singing. And you know, the people don't find it weird. You might be singing on the street and they'll look at you, but it's like, oh, that's okay, oh, that's fun. So it's also about the journey, not just when you got there. Yeah. And that's my favorite part about going on a full trip because I know we'll 
we'll have fun on a bus and yeah um, to get with Georgian polyphonic uh, singing so there are like three parts to Georgian singing one is clearly um, it's the first voice in European styles we would call that the first tenor the second voice also called Mozakhili is the second tenor and then there is Bani which is like uh, baritone and also in some chants and songs we've got the fourth voice uh, that's like bass so they've got multiple voices so you need me three people to sing something whether it's singing or chanting i'm currently chanting at georgian orthodox church here and it's pretty diverse it's just basically part of our everyday life like okay. singing is part of every georgian person in the recent couple hundred years, there's been a lot of fighting over Georgia from Russia and yes. and all that. How do Georgians see that? Is that like something that's like just an unfortunate past or most people not really think about it that much? No, Georgians do think about that and they're really aggressive um, <laughs> to Russians about that because when the alliance uh, treaty was signed and there was like betrayal from the other side, Georgians really feel like when you sign treaty and when you get um, into a relationship with others, you've got to loyal mm. and that betrayal really feels too bad that was the one that really creates aggression from Georgians especially like my generation they like really hate Russians or like the Russian politicians yeah. etc because of that like occupied territories and if you start talking to them about that topic um, they might get a little <laughs> aggressive well, is there a song that you could recommend that is popular in Georgia yellow leaves by Gianceli we're going to take a listen to Yellow Leaves by Gia Cancelli, and we'll be right back on Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Tracks Are Brought on CIET 89.5 FM. Today we're talking with Lely from Georgia. Lely, could you tell us a little bit about maybe some common misconceptions of Georgians that you want to dispel? Sure. So one of the biggest misconceptions is mistaking the country with the States, America. The second one is mistaking it um, with, like, Georgia being as part of, like, Russia. Um, most of the people, especially the older generation who know the Soviet Union, think that's the country uh, that's part of Russia, or they think that's the country that was developed after the Soviet Union. But that's not true. Like, Georgia is an ancient country even dating back to, like, before the common era. The Russia comes into contact with Georgia in somewhere 15th or the 16th century and that was the time when the two countries signed the alliance treaty and then in the 19th century Georgia got annexed by Russia then the country got independence um, in the 20th century and then was the Soviet Union mm. and then got the independence again. And it's not a newly created state. <laughs> yeah, that's... Even it's got its own like language family actually its own family, you know, the language has got families and Georgian doesn't have one it's got its own language family, so language, Magrillian language, Laz language. I can speak Swan language because I'm from the region of Swanity. And yeah, those languages are spoken by people who live in the specific region. Magrillian is uh, spoken by people who live in San Magrillo. And Laz is spoken by people uh, who reside on a territory that was historically part of Georgia, but currently is located in Turkey. What about when you came to Canada? You mentioned that there is like one of the big cultural differences you notice is like people aren't, they're a bit more distant, not being, you know, like so closely related from different places. Is there anything else that sort of struck you or that you had to learn to adapt to? In Georgia, we've got that high respect to teachers. And when I got to school and I was like, so when the teacher comes in, you just say hi to the teacher and some people get up to just show respect. And so when I got to like, you know, high school, and just entered the class and people were like just walking into class and just not even saying hi to the teacher, just, just having like headphones on and just sitting on. And that time I got to school was like the exam period and yeah, they had more freedom. They were like sitting on the tables and their feet on. The teacher is sitting over there and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> because in Georgia, like we've got a high respect to the teacher. And yeah, in Georgia, like, saying hello is one of the ways of showing respect. So it's one of the important things to your culture. How would you greet somebody? So we give a hug or a kiss on a cheek, sometimes a handshake. So when I moved to Canada and I was like forced to like, you know, maintain distance, it was uh, pretty difficult at first, but then I got used to it. And then when I got to Georgia like two years ago in summer, I met my cousin's uh, relatives and I've never met them. And they greeted me in the same way Georgians do, like gave me a kiss and something. And I was like, it felt a little weird because I was like, what's going on? And then I was like, oh, I remember, that's Georgian style. And then when I got back to Canada, it was orientation week and I met new students. And when we said goodbye, I did that thing, like gave kiss and hug. And I felt that in person really felt like weird. And I was like, oh, right, I'm in Canada. <laughs> Cool. Well, is there any other song that you could recommend? One of the instrumental songs, I really love that song, it's called Maribeli. All right, well, thank you so much, Lely, for coming in to speak with us today and sharing with us a little bit about Georgia. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, and we're going to play you out with a little bit of Maribeli by Didgori, and you're listening to Tracks from Abroad. Artigachi kumar dudo, osugi 
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. And you've been listening to our episode on Georgia with uh, Lely, who was the founder of the Jordan Students Association. We just want to thank Lely for coming on the show and sharing with us a little bit of uh, some polyphonic Georgian singing and some music and her perspective. Yeah, the, the polyphonic thing was a big win, in my opinion. Um, the I just found it to be a very emotional experience when you hear... Like the just so many voices yeah. operating at once and very like, powerful. Yeah, and I mean, I hope everyone else is enjoying it because we're gonna listen to some more coming <laughs> up, specifically from some J- uh, Georgian Canadian artists. Uh, we have coming up next after this break is going to be Ori Shelva, which uh, I think, I mean, I'm a fan of now. I'm a new fan of Georgian polyphonic uh-huh. singing, but I think their Instagram bio really sells it too. It says Ori Shelva family ensemble that sings the haunting, visceral harmonies of Georgian polyphony, a UNESCO-proclaimed intangible heritage of humanity. Yeah, I have been, when we were doing research for this episode, there was a lot of, like, emphasis on that it's, like, a UNESCO-proclaimed yeah. heritage. Yeah. Like, the singing is, like, not, I don't know, protected or just, like, it's acclaimed. It's yeah. Georgian polyphony is, like... That's the top. That's yeah. the top of the top. I don't, I, don't even, I don't really know. Like At some point, UNESCO is just talking about like you know, <laughs> landmarks and that stuff. Now we're into like, yeah, that's ideas, a, I didn't realize they could like... Abstract concepts, sure. which I think, hey, you know, that's expanding, you know, and indexing all these 
interesting cultural elements yeah, for, for other people to just, you know, um, like the if you want to check it out, the UNESCO video on Georgian polyphonic singing, I thought was really good. Yeah. They, they show people doing it. They explain what it means. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know what? Shout out to UNESCO. They're doing a good job. <laughs> uh, yeah, shout out to UNESCO. And then yeah. after uh, listening to some Ori Shalva, we're going to hear from Socha, who is a uh, bassist turned rapper with uh, Georgian heritage uh, living here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. This, I think, will be the least traditional song we have uh, on the show tonight. But uh, uh, I had the opportunity to interview him a couple of years ago now and uh, hope that he's doing well and putting out some more music. And then sandwiched in between this rap, we're going to go back to some uh, more Georgian polyphony from a group called Darbazi. And they're actually performing in a song with Turquoise, who is another Canadian group uh, that we've we've played on the show before. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this is an eight member ensemble uh, performance uh, from 2018 at St. Anne's Anglican Church. So we got a lot of Georgian Canadian Music coming up in the break, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll be back on Tracks from Abroad. Memories 
fatal disaster. Hemoglobin lacking while the stunner say fracture. It's all natural. Figure of what he sees in the rear view. On a self-exempt journey, you waste for years true. And you question aspirations for this pursuit. Questioning yourself as if he didn't know it was you. Reading your intentions that fought in no one misses. That anxiety attacks in the road. Pivot more tension, but the road. Pivot blood is more volatile than mud. Resisting the great cosmic judge. Lower ninja from the future. If the day dies, lead is in this computer. Hey, lower ninja from the future. If the day dies, so what, so what? Hey, lower ninja from the future. If the day dies, lead is in this computer. No one, ninja from the future, if today he dies, so what? Another mistake he finna make deep in the heart Deep showing scars of affiliations and bars Stripped away from the mortal shell His only regrets are the mortal shells Reminiscing about the first time when he was in his prime Dismissing the fear and chilling power of time His wounds gushed while his enemies mind Fallen warrior with a deceitful state of mind The time is that with no strings attached The black Cadillac that scratched in the back On the waves he dispatched Commits a mismatch God help him Low one ninja from the future If the day dies, lead his sister in his computer Hey, low one ninja from the future If the day dies, so what, so what Hey, low one ninja from the future If the day dies, lead his sister in his computer Low one ninja from the future If the day dies, so what Focus on the mission, subservient to the hunt The second hand sinning gets washed away by blood While his cognitive abilities start to diminish His doggy lay in front of him, bleeding out, it's finished Wheelie mask ninja starts crawling beside him Unveils the mask, identity unhided Shot drops down as the face is revealed A reflection of a younger zeal Drops on his back, producing a loud quack And wavering guilt at the sight of his collapse Last words, dying breath, he tries to unpack. Is this comic value or return? Or is this just a comedy for a guy who's disturbed? Let me find out, let me find out. Is this comic value or return? Or is this just a comedy for a guy who's disturbed? Let me find out, let me, let me find out. Rain keeps pouring, cleaning out his bloody face As he realizes contemplation is part of the race Or the game, we call it life, it does suffice And lessons might be learned if you pay the price And changes to the past maybe can occur Intercept the future through a meditative kind of stir But the assumption that the deaths on the day occurred Is faulty reasoning as the onlookers observe Was this self-sabotage in vain or ruse? Or was the path laid before him when he couldn't choose? If the day dies, lead his sister in his computer. Hey, low one, ninja from the future. If the day dies, so what, so what? Hey, low one, ninja from the future. If the day dies, lead his sister in his computer. Low one, ninja from the future. If the day dies, so what?
Hello and welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. We've been exploring Georgia today on Tracks from Abroad. We hope you've enjoyed the uh, variety of polyphonic music we've been listening to. A little bit of rap sprinkled in there. Yeah, we're going to take a break from the the polyphony. Polyphony? Yes. Polyphony? polyphony? I was, I'm not sure. It's a word that I use never so so i'm gonna except in the last hour <laughs> except like, in the last hour i've used it a the ton. graph for your use of the word <laughs> polyphony polyphony I would think, just yeah. have a spike yeah and uh but we're gonna take a quick break from that we're actually gonna go and listen to sort of a smattering of uh georgian music from different genres do you want to tell us a bit about that Seth? yeah we have uh, a bit of smooth jazz a bit of indie and then we actually are going to finish off with a bit of a georgian reggae mix which is Super interesting. I didn't know existed, but it kind of reminds me of back back in the early days, episode yeah. 83, when we went to Scotland and uh, we had a Scottish reggae fusion mm-hmm. band uh, artist. And uh, yeah, I guess you can never underestimate the power of reggae to like, yeah. force itself into every culture. <laughs> exactly. We've, we've heard some uh, reggae from Mauritius too. Right. Of course, another island nation, but from the other side of the world, basically. And yeah, I'm not sure exactly why that is. It might just be the the political aspect of reggae yeah. resonates with a lot of people, maybe. Maybe just the popularity of the genre. The genre, yeah. With yes. the new Bob Marley movie coming out. True, out. true. If anybody's seen it, you can let us know your thoughts at <laughs> tracksmoreabroad.fm. No, tracksmoreabroad no. at ciut.fm. Okay, okay. And also, close. if you, yeah, you know, thoughts on the Bob Marley movie, thoughts on uh, countries or regions that you'd like us to visit. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be countries, as I say, it could be region like we've done Nova Scotia, we've done Vermont. New Brunswick. Sorry, New Brunswick. We've done New Brunswick. We could do Nova Scotia yeah. if the demand is there. And yeah, so just let us know by emailing us at tracksfromabroad at... That's confusing. I, st- I started with... FM. There you go. At tracksfromabroad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm actually... Tracksfromabroad at ciut.fm. That's correct. Uh, alternatively, if you didn't catch that, it's on the website. And uh, as always, we cannot do this show without the amazing team behind Tracks from Abroad. We have on the board, as always, Matthew. We have in the studio today, actually, founder of Tracks from Abroad, Jesse McDougall. And we have director Rosa in the studio. And we'd like to shout out uh, other co-director, El Gibeta, our editor, Simon, who always makes us sound really good and mm-hmm. deals with us... Uh, Messing up and laughing, yeah. Um, and our social media managers, Akshita and Isabella. Correct. And as always, coming up next is going to be Indigenous Waves. So stick around to seven for that. Uh, but for the next fifty minutes, we'll play you out with a variety of Georgian music. This is Tracks from Abroad.